Kia ora and welcome to the Stronger Dads Collective podcast, where we aim to help dads be stronger versions of themselves as fathers, people, and in their athletic pursuits. Let's get into today's episode. Kia ora team and welcome to episode 24 of the Stronger Dads Collective podcast. Today I am back with a solo episode, so it's just me and the mic. Um, we've done a couple of these before, but this is the first one um, for a little while anyway. Um, and what we're going to focus on today is two things primarily. So the first one, I just want to give a bit of an update on how my training's going um, and the half marathon event that I have coming up. Um, and then secondly, I just want to speak to a post that I put up on Instagram surrounding uh, motivation to train and also cover a little bit about uh, bad days because it's something that I think you know we all face. We might have days where we're a bit demotivated, but then we could actually just have days that aren't going so well and kind of trying to give some strategies for um, what you might be able to do on those types of training days so that you still either get something in um, or you make a wise decision um, to stop that session if that is the right thing that you should do. So let's get cracking first with a bit of an update around what I have been doing in my training, which has predominantly been focused around running and um, that upcoming half marathon that I mentioned. So essentially the, the main sort of thing here was, I believe, a little while back, I was talking about that 145 goal, and the 145 goal, for those of you who may not have heard any of the, one of those previous episodes, um, is essentially trying to hit a 145 kilo bench press and a sub 145 or 1 hour 45 half marathon. So that has been sort of what I've been focused on. And if I'm honest, um, the gym training has been or has become a little bit lower priority um, of late, and I've really been focused on getting the running in, basically because things have just been a little bit more, I guess, hectic at home, or my motivation has been a little bit, and my motivation has been a little bit lower, um, and so my focus on the bench has kind of receded because I obviously have this half marathon on the 25th of June, which is an event and a calendar, right? It's something that I'm actually going to have to do. So when I'm making a decision about which session I'm going to fit in on that day, um, I've been prioritizing that half marathon training um, or the running training. So that's probably why the 145 is unlikely to happen um, this this half of the year at least. So we'll, we'll see what happens in the other half of the year, but um, it may be put off again, but we'll see how we go. I'm going to keep working towards building that bench and building this half marathon training anyway. So, and there may be some other stuff on the horizon. I'm I'm considering a marathon um, not too long after this half, just because of a few things that are coming up. And I'm thinking, well, hey, if I can get one in now, um, I might be able to knock off that that sub four that I wanted a few years back, and I was a wee way off that. So, in regards to the actual training process and what's been going on, um, one of the things that I like to do in my training is kind of have some sort of a test or like a comparative type workout. So one of the ways that I do that with a running session is that essentially I'll repeat the same type of session. So just this weekend being, I repeated one of the sessions that I had done last May before the marathon, uh, the half marathon in Hawke's Bay. And in Hawke's Bay last year, um, I ran a one hour 47, so a couple of minutes shy of that 145. and prior to that, I did this workout. So this workout essentially involves, um, you know, a bit of a warm up, 4K easy run, and then it's followed by a 4K run at your half marathon pace. Then there's another 1K easy. You follow that with 3K at your half marathon pace, or your goal half marathon pace. Have another K easy, 1K at 10K pace, and then another K easy to finish. So when you think of that as a tester workout, you're probably thinking, well, you're not pushing max effort in the 4K 
or the 3k or the 1k right they're all specific paces you know the first two being half marathon specific pace and the last one being a 10k specific pace but that doesn't mean that we can't compare some of the data that we're getting from those sessions so essentially the 145 pace is just under a five minutes per k type pace and so when i'm thinking of aiming for a half marathon pace in those sessions i'm typically trying to stay around that 450 to five minute per k mark and that's one of the metrics that I can use right did I manage to achieve that what was my average pace across those intervals you know in the session that I did last year of the same thing versus the one I did this year and the other metric that I probably think is a little bit more key in this um, is the average heart rate for each of those work blocks you know of of training so just to give you a little bit of comparison so last year when I ran that 147 the 4k piece of that interval workout my average heart rate was 175 over that 4k piece and the pace was 458 per k for the 3k piece my average heart rate was 178 and my average pace was 502 so that's the 3k segment of the intervals and then on that 1k segment which is the bit that's meant to be trying to hit around a 10k pace the average heart rate last year was a 182 compared to uh, and the average pace was a 443 so that was last year right so in changing or in looking at how we've gone this year um, comparatively if the heart rates come down that's kind of a good sign to me that I'm heading in the right direction because to hold a similar type of pace um, essentially my you know the physiology it's it's a little bit easier the heart rate is able to stay a little bit lower and you're still able to maintain that pace so you're kind of showing that you're a little bit more efficient and in, in 2023 or just this last weekend when I did a sort of a repeat of that same interval session the average heart rate was for the 4k segment which was the longest segment was at 166 so comparatively to the year before which was 175 that's nearly a 10 beat um, lower essentially for that so it's kind of indicating to me that that I'm fitter than I was this time last year the pace as well was pretty much the same it was 458 last year and 456 this year looking down into that next part of that workout or the next work segment of that workout which was the 3k again the heart rate was 10 beats lower this year so 168 compared to 178 um, and the pace was 10 seconds per k faster so the heart rate's lower and the pace was actually faster on that 3k segment um, with a 452 uh, 452 per k compared to 502 from last year so essentially even just by looking at those two pieces of the puzzle there's some good signs right that things are heading in the right direction that I'm actually fitter than I was when I did this session last year which in my mind is saying hey you're probably on track for that 145 um, the other key from this for me was that actually as I went through the workout I started to feel better and better um, which is unusual for me so as I got through that you know the 3k segment felt easier than the 4k segment um, which is just one of those strange things sometimes that um, <laughs> you sort of warm, warm into it a bit I guess um, and also just to just to finish off that as well that little bit of comparison over that 1k effort or the 10k pace effort that was at the end of this workout the average pace this year was 439 versus 443 last year and the average heart rate again was about 10 beats lower at a 172 compared to a 182 so a slightly faster pace and a, a much lower heart rate so for me that's that's one of those key things when I'm doing these events is that sometimes on the race day you are not going to get I guess a fair representation of your fitness so having some of these things in the bank um, can be quite helpful just in case you turn up on race day and there's say a big headwind for the majority of the direction or the weather's just really crap it's rainy it's cold it's whatever um, having these works 
um, in my mind at least, make me think, hey, cool, the training that you've been doing has been working, you're fitter, you're able to do the same workout and it's easier because your heart rate's lower and you're able to actually maintain the paces that you're targeting. So with that event coming up in two weeks or just under two weeks, um, that's going to be in Wellington and it is notorious for some average weather. So I'm crossing my fingers and my toes um, that we do get a decent day and that I can give that 145 a good crack. If not, hey, I've got this sort of evidence sitting there that shows me, hey, you're heading in the right direction. Um, and if things were to line up and you had a good weather day, you'll be right. So in my mind, this is a sign and this is a positive sign for me. It makes me think that um, I'm heading in the right direction, that my training's working. And so I think it's a really good kind of tool that you can have in your toolbox is that you, you don't always have to be going for PBs or going out and running a 10k race or whatever it is you might have specific workouts that you can repeat and this can work in strength training as well right this isn't just um, just something you can use in in your aerobic training you know the heart rate obviously is very specific to that but with your weight training there's definitely ways that you can do this it could be a set at a certain um, load or percentage of your rep max you know it might be a set of three that's at I don't know 85 90 percent and you you rate that with an RPE or you have a velocity meter and you might see how fast that's tracking and over time what you'd like to see obviously is that either that percentage goes up because you have PB'd um, or maybe that E1RM that you work out from you know the reps remaining in the tank and what that would work out to be for an estimated 1RM you could track that that's a really easy simple way to do it um, or you just see has my has my RPE come down when I'm hitting say three reps at this specific weight so it is a good way that you can get a a bit of a judge of is your training working do I need to change something you know if this workout was looking stagnant and I wasn't looking like I had improved then I'd be needing to switch something up or I'd be thinking that it's wise and about time for me to to switch something up in my training so um, I hope that helps it's a good little thing that you can do with those comparisons um, between previous workouts or between you know tracking E1RMs there's all sorts of ways that you can kind of do that but I think it's really important that if you are training for a goal or to get better at a specific event or discipline that have something that you can track, have something that can show you that you're heading in the right direction because it is quite good for the motivation when you can come back and look at this and I can say, man, this is awesome. My heart rate is, you know, about 10 beats lower um, than it was the last time I did this. The conditions were similar in terms of um, the wind, the hills, that sort of stuff. So nothing like that was causing this. Um, and it's a good bit of positivity as you head towards an event. You know, same thing if you're seeing your E1RM is trending in the right direction and got a powerlifting meet coming up or a weightlifting meet hey that's an excellent sign and that's something that you can take away and use as a bit of motivation and a bit of um, I guess way to calm the nerves a little bit because oftentimes in our events or when we've got goals that we want to hit um, we can get a little bit worried that things aren't going where they should be going and so I definitely think this is a great thing that you can do to kind of um, ensure that you know deep down <laughs> that things are going well um, and that you have a really clear set of metrics that you can actually use to show that to yourself. Okay so let's have a little bit of a talk around motivation and considering how we can kind of I guess operate the best that we can when sometimes that starts to lull because it is one of those things that can come and go um, you know people talk about disciplines always there but motivation comes and goes um, and that's true and sometimes you should just get up and do your session and sometimes you should actually take a little bit of heed um, of why that motivation is tracking downwards but either way let's just jump back let's jump into the Instagram post that I put up earlier this week um, and essentially what it was I had a quote there that I posted and it said it's normal to not always feel like training you're not the only one feeling that way now what kind of spurred me to post this is that I think a lot of people don't realize that 
everyone else has these internal battles, these things going on in their brain when they when they think about training that, you know, although you might see all this great stuff on Instagram, you know, they don't always just jump out of bed straight into their socks and out the door they go, you know, they're happy ass socks and shoes. Um, it's It's not that way for everyone. And so I just wanted to kind of make that clear because even someone like myself who really enjoys training and it's one of the things that I look forward to most days, you still have these days. You still have times when you don't feel like that. So I'll read that caption of that post. So the post itself was a picture of a quote. And as I said, that quote said, it's normal to not always feel like training. You're not the only one feeling this way. And the caption said, if you went off what you saw on Instagram, you would think that everyone is far more motivated than you, that you're the only one that has internal battles about lacing up your shoes and getting into your training, but you're not. I'd say that almost all of us who train regularly have some days or weeks when the motivation levels are low. It's normal. You're not weird. Lately, getting out of bed to train has been hard for me, and sometimes it's not even happened. I've delayed those sessions to later in the day or even missed them completely. But I know it won't last forever, and I've still been getting the majority of my planned sessions in despite these internal battles. This is just a reminder that even though I genuinely enjoy most of my training, there are still times when it's not easy to start a session. It's normal. Expect to have times when you feel this way and do your best to still get some mahi in if you can. Something's better than nothing. So as I said, the, the motivation behind this was just to kind of point out that this is a normal thing. Um, and I think there's going to be times where this is more common, right? If life starts to get a little bit busier, if you're getting um, less sleep because say the kids are keeping up at night, whatever that might be, there's going to be times when you simply don't have that same sort of I guess get up and go type feeling when you when you think about your training session it might almost feel a little bit of a dread before that session and that is normal um there's there's nothing weird at all about that um probably if this happens every single time you train you might want to consider uh, the type of training you're doing and whether that's actually something you should be doing or maybe you should be looking for a different type of training that actually motivates you um, a little bit more to get out of bed and do it but if this is just a little phase you're going through um, then it's not a big deal and it's something that you can kind of work through and you can find some strategies to ensure that you actually still do get the work in. So for me, probably I've been using a little bit um, of the fact that I've been waking up sometimes in the night and going to Harvey um, as an excuse to stay lying in bed in the morning, right? But in fairness, um, that's kind of just been me making an excuse because I could still get out of bed and go and do that in the morning. You know, I haven't had like a fully interrupted night's sleep it might be getting up once or something like that um, or the other thing is I might be in you know sleeping in Harvey's bed because it was easier than going back to mine and so I'm like oh I don't want to wake him um, and then Sash will actually say to me oh Hayden um, you know I'm, I'm happy with you getting up from 6 30 it's no worries at all so you know don't don't use that and you know she can see right through me that I'm making using that as an excuse so it's definitely something that can happen right and it's kind of looking at those reasons and motivations but for me with that right that's actually just I kind of didn't feel like training and I was kind of trying to make an excuse to put it off um, and in my situation the morning has tended to be one of the better times to train right but circumstances do change and it becomes um, a little bit more important at the moment that sometimes I'm helping in the morning so I'd need to get up earlier if I got up too early and Harvey wakes up and then the dog wakes up then that would be Sash having to you know, go into bed and, and do too much of the of the heavy lifting, I guess, in that sense. So there are genuine reasons why sometimes it's not the wisest thing to do. But still, if that's been communicated and you said you're going to get up and, you know, there's an agreement there and everyone's happy that that's going to happen, you kind of can't make those excuses. And so one of the things with this as well is when you do do that, the, the big thing for me that I've been trying to use as my sort of, um, I guess, 
help here is that if I don't get that session in in the morning, it means that I'm either going to have to find somewhere else during the day to fit that in, which may not always be possible, um, or I'm going to have to skip that session completely, or I'm potentially going to have to move that to a different day. And each of those things is a pain, right? Generally, when I plan my training, you know, I plan harder sessions and easier sessions within the week, and I put them in appropriate places that I can kind of fit stuff in. So as soon as you change one of those sessions, what actually ends up happening then is the rest of your week, the structure that you've planned is kind of off. So it's kind of one of those things that you have to really miss something for a good reason. Um, because otherwise you are going to end up in a situation where you have to postpone training completely that week potentially, and then you're not going to get the progress, you're not going to be able to achieve your goals. So that's kind of the flow-on effect that in my brain, if I can, when I wake up in the morning, and you know, as, as happens when you wake up a little bit early, your brain tells you to roll back over and go back to sleep, right? And that's kind of that first battle, the internal battle that I spoke about. And so when that happens, it's one of those things that you have to make that conscious decision and tell yourself, hey, if you don't get out of bed, the session might be gone. You might not get this work in. If it's an important session, obviously make sure you get out of bed. Um, but if it's a session you've planned again, is that going to interfere with the other training in the week if you miss it? So that's one of the ways I tend to do it. But we also probably need to think a little bit wider than this. And I wrote an article a few years back called Dealing with Bad Days. And I just thought it would be kind of a helpful one to think about in this situation. Because sometimes when the motivation is low... Um, or you don't want to be there, there is actually a little bit more going on. And in some of those instances, it is actually a good thing to call the session. So I'm just going to read through that article. Um, you can find it on my website, hjpmethod.co.nz. And it's yeah, there's a bunch of other blog posts there, but this one I thought is kind of applicable to how I've been feeling in these last few weeks. Um, and I know it will pass, um, but for me, this is how I would sort of think, how do I evaluate whether this thing that I'm feeling is something I should take notice of and I should skip a session or is this just something that I need to kind of you know put my socks on put my shoes on get out of bed and actually get it done so I'm going to read that one to you it's called dealing with bad days we've all had these days when you're not feeling like yourself before you get to the gym and you just don't want to be there perhaps your body is sore maybe you just feel flat how do you know whether to push through lower the load or skip the session altogether recently I wrote about mindset and there's a time and a place to push through but there is also a time when you should take it easier or even take a day off. Let's run through some scenarios. Context. One of the most important things you can do is learn the difference between regular soreness from training and something more sinister. This is an important difference that helps you make decisions to push through or pull back. Context is everything here. You've been training harder than usual. That's the context. If you've recently been doing extra training or had a hard session, then it's likely expected that you'll feel a bit fatigued. You've been doing more work, so the body's working hard to recover, and that's perfectly normal. But you still need to decide, should you push through or call it? Firstly, how sore are you? If you have extreme soreness, no question, lower the loads you'll be using or do some form of active recovery. But if you're just a little achy, then perhaps you should push through. Secondly, how big of a session is it? If it's a heavy or high volume day, then I'd suggest you scale the weight or skip the session. Save it for a day when you feel the body is up to it. However, if it's a lighter session, then just ensure you warm up well and get into it. The second context, if your training stayed similar. How about if you haven't had any harder sessions lately, yet there's still a spot that feels off? For me, this is a warning sign. In this case, you haven't added any additional stress to the body, but something isn't right. Why? Take this as a sign. You haven't been doing extra work, get your rundown and achy. In this case, I'd likely be taking things easy, 
um, side note, this isn't written, but if something else has been happening, you know, you haven't been getting enough sleep, those might also be things that could be interfering with this and causing it. It might not just be about how much hard work you've been doing. Right, back to the actual written. Your body is telling you something isn't right, but you have no underlying cause. So perhaps this means there is an issue. Give the body a chance to recover. It's not always easy. The above rationale makes it, this out to be simple, but we all know it isn't. You're an athlete. Sometimes you must work through tough sessions when you don't feel up to it. That is the nature of it. However, you also must make smart decisions. If you still want to be training for years to come, then taking the odd day off here or there won't ruin your long-term success. Listen to your body. Play the long game. That's the end of the article. So essentially that tells us a couple of things, right? And just to give a little bit more detail around that, there were the two contexts that I said there. That was one that you've been training harder than usual. So when you've been training harder than usual, it's pretty logical, right? That you're going to feel a bit more fatigued. You're going to feel a little bit more run down. And that may have an impact on you mentally not wanting to turn up to training or not wanting to do it, right? So just think about that context. You'd expect to be sore if you've worked harder. So don't be surprised when you get to the gym and you do feel a bit more um, in pain or you feel a bit more achy or a bit more flat or whatever it is because you might have just done some big sessions. So if the session you're about to get into isn't such a huge session, you know, it's a little bit easier. It's a lighter day, power day, speed day, whatever, easy run day. Hey, get into it, get it done. If it is another heavy session, perhaps you could push that back a day. Perhaps um, you have to make a judgment call if the if that's going to influence things a bit too much, then hey, you might have to do it or you might have to actually just scale the the expectations back or the RPEs, you know, adjust them just a little bit. So that's one of those things if you've been training harder than usual, right? I generally suggest in those situations that it's a it's a context specific thing. Think about why, look into it, and then make decision to either push through um, if it's a simpler, easier session, or potentially make some small adaptations. Now, the second one is where things can kind of be a little bit, I guess, more difficult. Um, and it probably it's probably a sign that you should actually take a day off or have an easier day or you know you should definitely lean in that direction rather than the pushing through direction like we mentioned above. So if your training stayed similar, um, what this means basically is that you haven't added any you know a whole bunch more training volume, you haven't been doing a whole lot more high intensity training, things have been pretty steady, but suddenly you're starting to feel a bit sore or suddenly you're starting to get a bit flat. Um, in that situation, it's generally a good idea to kind of think about, I uh, think that this could be something else, right? This could be something a little bit more sinister going on. It's probably something you need to pay attention to. So in these instances, I'm, I generally suggest, you know, if, if everything's been staying pretty consistent in your training, your volume, your effort levels, those sorts of things, and typically you feel fine, that's the key there, right? Typically you feel fine, like you're recovering between sessions and all that, and that yet now you don't. You kind of need to think about that, right? There must be something a little bit more going on. So either take a look at what's happening outside the gym. Um, you know, if you're not getting enough sleep, if you're not eating well, those are some things that you might want to change. But in terms of the actual getting the session in, it may be worth, you know, having an easier day or having a day off in these situations just so that you do um, recover a bit more and are able to kind of keep going. Because as I said at the end of this article, right, missing one day here and there isn't really actually a very big deal when we're thinking of this as a long game, as something that we want to do for a long period of time. So I hope that kind of helps to explain um, around how you might deal with bad days. Um, it doesn't necessarily always explain um, why we might feel demotivated, demotivated to train. Um, sometimes, or in my, in my experience at least, I generally do feel like training, but sometimes I'll go through these periods where actually 
I kind of just can't be bothered. <laughs> Some of that is just a laziness type thing, right? We're all humans. Our bodies don't generally try and encourage us to do um, hard things. And sometimes you just have to have to pull your socks on, lace your shoes up and get into it. And so it's being able to be aware of what's going on, why you're feeling the way you are and making smart decisions. And to be honest, this won't always come easy. Um, sometimes you might push through when you shouldn't. Um, and sometimes you might take a day off um, when perhaps you should have actually or could have actually turned up and you just use it as an excuse. It's not simple. It's not always um, one right answer. It's not always black and white. There's an area of gray here. And so I hope that has helped a little bit to shed a little bit of light on that motivation and um, context type thing, you know, around why we might feel this way. So Yes, um, that's kind. Of, that's kind of the end of that piece. That second topic where we're talking about sort of uh, motivation to train. Um, one thing that I just wanted to quickly go over before I do wrap up for the day is that I still do have a few coaching spots open. So if you wanted to get some online coaching, um, feel free to go and look at my website, which is hjpmethod.co.nz. That's hjpmethod.co.nz. Um, and you'll find a section on there called coaching and you can look through essentially how the one-to-one -one coaching works, how the consults work and that sorts of thing. So um, I do have a couple of spots still there. So feel free to jump on and have a look-see into that. Um, but otherwise, I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, if you did and if you've found any of the other content on what we've been doing with the Stronger Dads Collective to be useful to you, um, do feel free to jump on and give this a, a rating um, on whatever platform you listen to. Uh, chuck five stars on there, obviously, would be great to, great to see. Um, and then the only other thing really before I wrap up is that I will be having some more guests on in the coming weeks, um, and I'm always open to suggestions as well. So if you do have any suggestions for guests that you want me to get on the podcast, if there's any discussion, uh, any discussions that you'd like me to have on these solo episodes about specific topics, um, I just put a post up today and there were some, some things that have come through, um, one of them mentioning time management. So I think that one would be quite interesting to jump into, and um, I'm by no means an expert in that, but there are definitely some some tips and tricks and things that I've done to be able to better manage my time and kind of fit all the different pieces of the puzzle in because um, life can get quite busy when you are doing a bunch of different things and you know trying to fit your training on top of that how do you kind of go about managing that so um, I'll bear that one in mind for later but if, yeah if you have any other suggestions of guests that you'd like me to talk to or yeah as I said topics that you'd like me to cover on these solo episodes feel free to fire those through um, you can do that on Instagram at hjp underscore stronger dads just fire me a direct message on there but otherwise thank you for listening I appreciate you tuning in thanks for listening to this episode of the stronger dads collective podcast if you gained anything of value please go ahead and share this episode with someone else that you think may benefit from its content also feel free to follow me on Instagram at hjp underscore stronger dads that's at HJP underscore strong dads. We'll see you on the next one.